You've tuned in to The App Show. We're Canada's number one app and mobile tech radio program. I'm Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got uh, a fun program today. We will uh, be chatting about Fubo TV. You've heard of Netflix, Amazon Prime, many other streaming services. Uh, Fubo TV is uh, a fast-growing TV app here in Canada, available on pretty well most platforms. Uh, has a lot of sports, exclusive rights to sports, like uh, English Premier League Soccer. I know there's a lot of my friends that are totally into that. And uh, they're kind of expanding their lifestyle TV section as well. So uh, if you're a fan of a lot of the chorus TV stations like YTV, Teletoon, HGTV, W Network, Slice, History Channel, they've got that now as well. So we'll be talking about them, uh, everything about pricing, how you actually get it, what devices it'll work on, all that and more. We'll be talking about AI art generation we have spoken about this in the past. Uh, we'll be talking about some of the other ones out there and what they can do. Like there's some amazing little apps now that can make you look like an artistic genius. Well, you can take credit for being. Well, I'm, I, I do. I do. I, <laughs> and it's sad, right? Because I just put in a few keywords and it makes a masterpiece. And I'm like, uh, look what I did. <laughs> Even though I did, I really do anything. Well, you, you steered the robots into that direction. Thank you. Uh, and where have all the children gone? Kids not, sorry? On Facebook. On Facebook, <laughs> yes. Kids not uh, liking your Facebook posts anymore? Well, they're somewhere else. We'll tell you where. Let's get into some of the uh, the news, the techie news uh, right now, John. We are going to be talking to the Fubo TV folks about um, their streaming channel. This is interesting down in the U.S. Uh, Walmart Plus subscribers are about to get a lot of streaming content for free. As you can imagine, they are very, very locked up competitively against Amazon from uh, an online commerce standpoint, but even just retail in general when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. One of the, uh, I guess the the big things with Amazon is subscribing to their Amazon Prime service. You know, it's about 10 bucks a month, roughly. And it gets you free delivery on gazillions of different products that Amazon sells. So Walmart's trying to replicate that with their own Walmart Plus subscription. But the advantage that Amazon has, not only do you get all that free shipping for the 10 bucks a month, which is, I mean, great value just there alone, but there's also a host of other things they offer. Big one would be Amazon Prime Video. Yep. There's some good content on there now. Yeah, it didn't start out that way, but no. it, it sure has taken off. And it's actually probably the place I go more often than not for content these days. Yeah. They also, I mean, there's other stuff too. I mean, I can't even remember it all, but you get free photo storage and music, music and all sorts of crazy stuff. So obviously Amazon, or sorry, Walmart's got their work cut out for them, right? They have to have more than just free delivery. Right. So they have uh, made a big deal with Paramount Plus down in the US. Paramount Plus is uh, a really fast growing st streaming service. They've got things like um, Star Trek and gazillions of Paramount TV shows and, and movies as well. It's actually pretty extensive. Yeah. I if, just, if you're... <laughs> we've talked about this before, but I really just hate the fact that every movie studio now has their own streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're the first ones to get bundled in with this. Yeah. Which I find interesting. It makes things a little more competitive, don't you think? Yeah. 
it, it always comes down to content with streaming services though. So yeah. hopefully there's something that you would enjoy that's included in that particular um, offering. Yeah. But I mean, the streaming wars are really heating up. There's a lot of consolidation happening. And look at Disney. They, between their three main streaming services, Disney Plus, Hulu, which we don't have access to here in Canada yet, and ESPN, the sports channel, they are outpacing Netflix now. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Like, I thought Netflix was just the 800-pound gorilla that no one would be able to get near for any time soon. Well, I, I think what's happening is these other companies pop, possibly have deeper pockets and have a lot of the intellectual property that people want yeah. so they can throw all that weight behind it and take on the juggernaut. So Disney, between those three streaming channels, is got a larger subscription base than Netflix. Yeah. And it's going to grow because they're going to be introducing a new ad-supported version of Disney+. Plus. It'll yeah. be cheaper. And when I say cheaper, it's kind of, they've done a sneaky thing. They're raising the price of the individual subscription for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. They're going to keep the old price, but it'll be ad-supported. Right. I did hear, though, isn't Disney+, Plus where they're also going to be adding some Hulu content for Canadians? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I just read that. I think they'd have to. Yeah. So, and another tricky thing they're doing, if you subscribe to their package of, down, it's down the U.S. right now, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN, that stays the same. So the individual streaming services, the prices will go up. To compel you to bundle. To, exactly. Yeah. Sneaky. But, you know, and we've talked about this so many times, John, like how many different streaming services can there be? Well, I think... I mean, I, there can be a lot, but... Yeah, but I, I, can, I can see someone like Walmart entering the fray and, and bringing in Paramount... Amazon's going to start bringing in some of the other, other players as well. And then we're going to have two or three options instead of 20. Yeah. They'll start kind of like cable. Yeah. Weird. Because <laughs> Walmart's talking to Disney as well about bundling them in. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, that would be compelling, right? If you got Paramount Plus, Disney, um, they say they're talking to Comcast. I don't know what Comcast really brings to the table. Yeah. Maybe uh, terrestrial TV. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, John. Like it's coming down to a few because everyone's kind of getting bundled together. Yeah. Which hopefully is better for consumers. It should be cheaper if you only have to buy one bundle instead of going to 20 different separate places. I'm just laughing at all those people that thought they were saving money when they cut the cord, cut cable. I'm just having te you know Netflix for 10 bucks a month. Uh, not anymore. No. No. Uh, what else are we following here in the news? Uh, ArriveCan, <laughs> the app is uh, in the news again, John. I mean, this is just constant now. Uh, we've, we've talked about it. It's initially brought in as a COVID screening tool for travelers coming into Canada, whether they're Canadian or foreigners. Uh, they're expanding it. But uh, they've had some issues, right? Because some people have a hard time filling this thing out up to 40% of travelers don't fill it out. Can you imagine the chaos that creates? Well, I've been behind people in line at the border that clearly haven't filled in their forms. Well, uh, apparently the federal government has uh, implemented a one-time arrive can exception, exception for travelers crossing into Canada by land. Yeah. So I guess if you don't or forget to fill it out, you get 
a free pass, a hall pass. <laughs> but if you forget the second time, then go to jail. Yeah. Or oh, I'm kidding. Quarantined. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> how, how many times do you think that'll be extended? Well, it was interesting. I think a, a bunch of the border mayors just recently met to lobby the government to chill out to chill out <laughs> well to turf the the arrive can requirement but they're, but they're not they're adding stuff to it no i know i know but the mayors are trying are demanding that they get rid of it because it's hurting tourism and cross-border travel yeah because a lot of people don't even want to bother it's like oh i don't want to deal with an app or for another country so john i can see it for people arriving by air because you had to fill out stuff anyway right like the card yeah and now they've got the touch screens yeah in the airport. So essentially, I mean, you're giving them the information already anyway, one way or another. So yeah. the app is, I could see if you get behind it, that would help speed that process up. Yeah. But, but the land crossings is where I think it, it gums up the system. But what other country requires you to, to install a new app to enter it? That's specifically labeled and presented as a COVID specific thing. It's a good question. Anyway, for the listeners, you get a one-time exemption <laughs> or exception if you if you forget to uh, fill it out. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program, Mike and John. Here, we're gonna talk uh, connected TV channels now. I mean, we used to get all our uh, programming from cable, but more and more people, of course, are uh, cutting the cord, going with Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. Another big player out there is Fubo TV. If you're into sports, they've got a lot of great uh, sports channels on there, especially on the uh, the soccer or football side. Uh, they do have Premier League football, which is a, a big deal to a lot of folks, but they've added some new uh, channels, and we're going to be talking uh, about that today. We've got Vanessa Morby on the line from Fubo TV. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. So what's new? Uh, I know that uh, you do have Premiership uh, Soccer now, uh, or Premier League Soccer, and uh, Stack TV, which is a big deal. Maybe tell listeners uh, what that in- includes. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're, we're absolutely thrilled with uh, our exclusive rights around the Premier League, number one soccer league in the world. Uh, but most recently, we have a new content acquisition in partnership with uh, Stack TV and Chorus Entertainment. And we're absolutely thrilled to have 13 new networks as part of our service. Uh, we think this really rounds out our sports content with a lot of lifestyle and entertainment networks. Uh, again, this comes to Stack TV and our partnership with Chorus. So uh, we're able to add some some really really great networks including um, adult swim uh, food network hdtv history channel uh, it's a really really great complement to the service and you know we think our users are really going to gravitate to the new package that we've created uh, which will house this service so historically we have had our exclusive rights with soccer and our sports content uh, we've actually added now this new package with this lifestyle and entertainment uh, content that's going to be our premium package uh, and so we think that this is going to be something that the whole house can really enjoy so we are really really uh, excited about what this means for users in Canada and just the diversity of our content you know there are so many different interests you know and while we we love our soccer fans we love our sports fans uh, you know you're interested in other things too um, and so we want to be able to uh, service those interests um, in other ways and just really make the platform uh, just you know stronger for everybody and just a a really enjoyable experience outside of game day. So 
that's really the priority in terms of getting Stack TV on board is what happens outside of game day on the platform and just making sure that our users are really, really, uh, you know, enjoying that experience um, outside of the whistles. Well, it's an interesting point you brought up, uh, just uh, kind of rounding out the offer for, you know, a lot of the households out there. Uh, I know in my household, my wife uh, kind of hated me a little when I did cancel cable because, uh, I mean, we were getting most of our content through, you know, like the Netflixes and, and, and what have you. But she really missed uh, some of her favorite channels uh, like uh, W Network, uh, HGTV uh, and, and Slice. And I know that's part of the Stack TV program now. So, uh, you know, I'll be able to bring that back and and maybe gain a few points. In, in, yeah, and, in not my just, house. and not just that, but also, you know, the, the kids' content that comes as part of that. So that's Teletoon, it's Treehouse, it's YTV. Uh, so again, like it really crosses uh, not just like, you know, uh, sort of interests, but also, you know, demographics. And the nice thing about, uh, you know, this this offering as well, uh, you know, it's obviously available through connected TVs, but uh, obviously uh, you can access it uh, mobile as well. So, you know, if you've got your smartphone, you can uh, get this content on the go. Absolutely. And not just that, I mean, certainly uh, we experience this a lot with the, the leagues that we carry. There are a lot of concurrent matches that a lot of people want to be tuning into. So you can be watching one match on your phone, one on your TV, one on your laptop. You know, we've had a lot of people tweeting at us multiple devices in front of them so that they can catch every single game that's happening at once. How they can pay attention to all of that, I don't know. But it's, uh, you know, certainly like a nod to the fandom that exists out there. So how many devices can you have on, on one account at, at the same time? Yeah, so you can have, so really it's actually like, it's more constrained by uh, IPs. So we do have like, you know, we have three devices on uh, a single IP, but we also have family share as part of our premium package. And that actually includes like some additional IPs that you can add on. So if you have kids that are out at a friend's house, they'll be able to also participate as well. Uh, how many people can do that or how many different? Yeah, that's another, yeah sorry. And that's, that's another three people in the family share. Oh, another and three. Outside of your, your IP. Uh, you've also, you've also got a feature called uh, cloud DVR. I guess that works the same as a, you know, the digital video recorders we used to have with cable or are a lot of people still do. Sorry. Yeah, so there's actually two features which I think are are really great for a few but so one, absolutely, like you can select your programs, you can record them, save them to the cloud, and with our premium account, you have up to a thousand hours of DVR. But inherent in part, that's something that's really endemic to the platform is we have a consistent 72-hour look-back window for all programming. So even if you forgot to record a match, uh, forgot to record a show, you can actually go into our look-back feature and anything 72 hours, that aired 72 hours prior you'll be able to either watch and actually you can record at that time as well so it captures uh, that that element of you know oh you forgot to hit record on that game or oh you know you didn't you know you forgot it's tuesday whatever it is so we do have two features that really enable users to look back um, and access content that's actually already aired so we think those are two great features for our users we're talking with Vanessa Morby. Uh, she is with Fubo TV, uh, a really uh, growing uh, connected uh, TV app. Now they've got all sorts of different types of uh, sports channels on there. They've added Stack TV, which adds, uh, you know, all the favorite chorus channels, uh, you know, like Teletoon, YTV, HGTV, History Channel, uh, you name it, it's uh, in there. Uh, can you go through the pricing for us, Vanessa? 
Yeah, of course. So uh, our essentials plan, so that includes all of our exclusive sports rights, as well as some of our, uh, you know, base plan uh, entertainment channels. It starts at $24.99 a month uh, for a quarter. Uh, it goes up to $59.98 a quarter and then $199.99 a year. But then the premium package, which we have just introduced, which includes all of the chorus content, but even in addition to the, the stacks of the content, which is the chorus content, there's the Big Ten Network, there's the Fox 10 Racing, there's Euronews. So that premium plan uh, is uh, starts at $39.99 a month, uh, goes up to quarterly at $104.98 a month, and then $379.99 a year. I will do a little bit of a plug here because I wouldn't be a marketer if I didn't, is that we actually have a promotion on our premium plan right now whereby you get 50% off your first month. 50% off your first quarter or $60 one time off of your annual plan. So would certainly encourage everyone, all of your listeners to uh, participate in the promotion right now, because uh, certainly it's for a limited time and we're just excited to onboard people to this new package. Talking with Vanessa Morby over at Fubo TV. If uh, you are into sports, uh, especially premier uh, league soccer and uh, a lot of great uh, chorus channels, uh, there's a truckload of content on that uh, that app now. Thanks for jo- uh, joining us, Vanessa. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Would be thrilled to join you again. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. It's time to talk artificial intelligence uh, once again. Back uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, a new AI art app that could make all sorts of crazy art with just uh, keywords. Uh, midjourney.ai. It's a little complicated to use. You have to be on the Discord app, which is kind of like a messaging app. Yeah. And then jump through hoops of fire to get it installed. Yeah, it's not the easiest thing to install. I I was helping friends set it up and even my girlfriend, and it's just like, it's almost too much work for some people Yeah, uh, that are not technically uh, inclined. I think I drove you crazy. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but once you get it set up, it's it's almost magical because it becomes this... It is magic. It is this portal to inspiration and creativity that you just sort of type in your thought process. It's funny because I did get it going and suddenly I see myself as an artist, even though I didn't do anything other than type in a few keywords. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, look what I've created. Like, I'm printing them out. I'm showing my wife and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, They're beautiful, but she doesn't care. But I'm like, I made these. And she's like... Did you? Did you really make those, Mike? Yes, I typed those words in. Yeah, I told that robot to do this. Yeah, totally. But that's not the only one. So the one we talked about is midjourney.ai. And we've got Robin Cavanaugh here with us. He's one of our Get Connected uh, contributors and producers. And you made a great video up on our YouTube channel about it. Thank you. Yeah, we've uh, got tens of thousands of views on that already. If you haven't checked it out, you've got to, because you've actually shown a bunch of examples that you've done as well. Yeah. Art that you've created. That I I did, yeah. Yeah. And and I go through kind of a brief step-by-step on how to actually get it going. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting, a lot of the feedback we have had is overwhelming positive. Yeah. Like it is people writing essays about the experiences they've had, how this is amazing, how they've been able to dream up these creations. And then the other half are people being like, I don't know how to do this. I can't get it working. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, I found I was I was actually chatting with a friend uh, at my local brewery the other day. And she's, I, f- I find, out, find out through conversation with her that she's a, she's a, a poet. She writes write poems and, and things like that. So she's like, 
okay, throw it this. And she's like, give him, feeding me these lines. Oh from my her God. Poems. Yeah. I could just imagine a poet giving words. Like I'm just doing stupid things like <laughs> yeah. Irish market castle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or yeah. robot dog. Oh no. She yeah. signed up on the spot and I set it up for her on her phone right then and there. Probably changed her life. She loves it. Cause yeah. she wants to get some of this art printed now. Yeah. To, and, and she could like what do a, a compliment book. to her work. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, th- the, the great thing about these tools is you never get the same result twice. Yeah. Even if you put in the same words. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's always unique. Yeah. And a wonderful thing, a real great game to play is putting in um, song lyrics or like mm-hmm. song titles. No. Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness. I did a Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. Yeah. And it, it's like, it showed me just this incredible like alien landscape, just like this planetary. Del- oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Jay. He posted on Instagram his experiences with this and it inspired me because what he did is he, I mean, one of the first things I did is like robots in space and that kind of stuff, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and you get some very interesting kind of uh, AI generated robots or spaceships and those types of things. But he, he was very specific about his, he's like, robots in the Tokyo rain and it generated stuff that looks straight out of Blade Runner. Yeah. And the textures and the sort of the mood of these images are just insane. But there's other AI art generators out there as well. There's a quite a few. Yeah. 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 So the, the most, um, I guess the secondary most popular, at least most available is, um, dream by a company called Wombo. And this is available just as w- an app. Wombo. Wombo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, is it easy? Is it easier to use? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah it, it's a lot easier. Um, but again, it's a lot more limited. Okay. Um, it, you can't really do this, like, it won't create entirely new images from just a prompt. What you kind of have to do is you have to either put in an input image. So, like, it would be a selfie or a picture of whatever you've taken on your phone. Yeah. Uh, you can choose a style. So, oh, so it just enhances that image into a different style. Yeah, and then you can sort of add a prompt to sort of steer it in a certain direction as well. I, to me, I liken that though because you're feeding it all these different things. You remember in Willy Wonka when he's like putting all the random stuff in the big pot and he's making the uh, everlasting Godstopper? Yeah, yeah. This is like that. Like you feed it a, a photo of your cat, you feed it some keywords that have some imagery in it, and then you give it a style of a painting, for example, yeah. and it takes all that information and creates something really, truly unique. And what's it called again? A Dream by Wombo. Dream by Wombo. Yeah. Okay, so... On a scale of one to 10, uh, midjourney.ai, which has blown me away, which I'd give like a nine out of 10. Yeah. What would you give Dream? Um, I know it's different. Like a, probably like a six or seven. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like when I first, I started using Wombo first, yeah. or Dream. Um, I downloaded that first and I was impressed with what I got. Now yeah. the outputs you get are only ever um, nine by 16 or like basically your phone screen size. Okay. So you're not getting 4K no, no. High res. Which we should point out is one of the nice things with uh, mid journeys. You can actually upscale to 4K easily yeah. and get really Which high resolution. ultra high definition. Yeah, yeah. yeah super. And even with uh, mid journey as well, you can set it up so that when you've done your image generations, it can send you a video of the progress as oh. they go from like a blurry nothing to the full made image. We're talking about these really cool artificial intelligent apps that can generate beautiful artwork the most popular one right now that will blow your mind if you can figure out how to use it is midjourney.ai and it creates high resolution images of just about anything that you can input in there and from my understanding you own it that's 100 percent correct yeah they um they have changed their sort of i guess creative 
uh, rights in that beforehand they owned it yeah. and you were sort of licensing the image and now they've just flipped that entirely. So now anything that you create, you own fully and then they just have the perpetual rights to license it. Oh, so they could license it? Yeah. Or but, if your image gets really popular, they can say, look what we made. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> just kind of like what I do. <laughs> uh, again, you have to visit our website, uh, getconnectedmedia.com or check out our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, check out Robin's midjourney.ai, AI standing for artificial intelligence. Uh, amazing little app. Is it an app? Uh, platform. Platform, it's, yeah. It's a system because it's not... Inst- not in- truly installed so you can, in the computer. You can go through a website, so you could be on your desktop computer and use it, right? Yeah, you still have to go through Discord, yeah. but that can be through an app on your phone. It can be on a browser What's window. easier? I actually like it as an app because yeah. if you pay for it, and you can do it, use it for free completely. For a few times. Well, you can keep using it. It just gets really kind of hard to find your stuff because you're in with the rest of the public using it. Yeah. If you pay it for it, and you can do it for just one month and try it out for 10 bucks, uh, you get to direct message the bot. So you essentially have a private message with the bot. You feed it your your inputs, and then it gives you the results all there. Plus, on the website, you actually, if you log in with your Discord account uh, to midjourney.com, you actually will see all of your images that have been generated by the bot. Again, uh, we're talking about midjourney.ai. It's available on the Discord Discord. Uh, messaging platform so you've got to have an account set up there that's probably the easiest part of the whole thing setting up the discord account after that watch our video on it this is one of these kind of game-changing pieces of technology that only comes along every few years i i feel like this is i can't even fathom the future going forward for art because this is just kind of static art yeah. You can see where this could go with animation or even video. Yeah, and we're already seeing that. Um, Google has been in this space for quite a long time with, yeah. with their Deep Dream and other services and systems like that that use the power of the Google Plex. Um, and then you basically feed it all your stuff. And I've actually know, I know some musicians that are actually using this to create music videos for their art, for their music. Wow. Using these systems. Because you can actually feed it something and it'll progressively create uh, evolving frames from that and we, we've seen some other examples Robin you were just telling me about uh, where they've taken every single frame of a video yeah yeah they're using um, a Dolly which is it's a closed platform at the moment but it allows you to basically erase a part of an image and Dolly will fill it in so if you would just like if you take a picture you wearing a hat you can erase the hat and then you just put in, I want to wear a different hat. And then Dolly just puts that in. So basically what this person did was take a normal video of a car, trim it out frame by frame uh, using a software or a video editing software, brought that into Dolly, erased the car in each frame, and then told it, put in a futuristic red car, put in a retro red car, and then took all the individual images that Dolly outputted, put them back into the video editing software, and made this gorgeous video of this car just like morphing and changing like infinite times just within this 15 second time so to do that in the old days and the old days are like now (laughs) like last week that would have taken a team of animation graphic artists months months months. yeah and now what how long did it take i'd say probably by like still a long time still probably by like a few days well, compared to months, compared right? To months, yeah. And and teams of people doing it. Yeah, there's one person on one TikTok. person. 
I just, again, I, I'm telling you to the listeners out there, we are at a tipping point when it comes to art and, and video over the next 10 years. It's, it's going to change completely. And your friend, the poet, they're at the forefront. Yeah. Well, if they can describe things better than us. No, exactly. And that's the thing is like, it's not just art. I think this is all great for inspiration as well. Like, like I want to paint my room. I don't know what color to use. You can just get the bot to give you some suggestions and you can feed it things that will inspire it. It's exciting and scary. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 You're going to be out of a job soon, Robin. <laughs> I'm going to get a bot to film everything. I'm just going to tell it where I am and it'll just imagine. So we could just put in Mike Agarbo presenting a tech video. Yeah. Oh, we there did you. that. It actually is really freaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I can be replaced. Yes. There you, go. you already oh, have been. We're both out of a job. <laughs> Okay, jump. we're going to have to take a break. Uh, I want to thank Robin for coming in uh, on this uh, interview here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the teens. Where have they gone on Facebook? Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Let's talk social media now. Are you wondering why the kids aren't liking your Facebook posts as much anymore? Well, there's a big reason behind it. They're just not there. They don't care. No, the uh, Pew Research uh, Center has been uh, monitoring usage, social media usage uh, over the uh, years for the different uh, age groups. And this was uh, interesting. They did a survey back in 2014 to 2015, and they found that uh, 71% of teenagers, and that's from ages 13 to 17, again, 71% of them, which is like the vast majority, were using Facebook. So fast forward that to today, John, and the numbers, it's staggering how much they've decreased. So between 21 and 2022, that same teen age group has dropped from 71% of the group using Facebook down to 31%. It's not surprising. No? No. But that much of a drop. Yeah. Well, I find a lot of social media, though, is uh, those users are very fickle. If they're not getting what they want from that platform, they're going to move to something else. So what are the platforms? Uh, Instagram's still up there? It's and up there, but it's on the decline as well. Yes. It's associated with Facebook. Yeah. Uh, TikTok and Snapchat are definitely uh, much more popular, probably TikTok being the number one. Yeah. Um, but again, it just depends on what they're getting from those platforms. What are they getting? Obviously, social interaction, they're getting content. Yeah, but a lot of these platforms have, uh, you know, really emphasized this whole notion of going viral, getting the likes and the comments and, you know, these big numbers. And a lot of these platforms, you know, I think of YouTube and TikTok in particular, have inspired kids. That's their, going to be their profession is to be a professional content creator. I know that kind of freaks me out. Well, we're kind of professional content creators. Yeah, but that's hard, not... I mean, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. So, I mean, TikTok used by 67% of teens now. Yeah. So that's above Instagram and uh, Snapchat, which are in the low 60%. Well, and Instagram has, I think it's something like a billion daily users. It's still huge. And there's, they're, they're trying to find their way too, right? Cause they've seen Snapchat come along. They've seen TikTok just like come out of nowhere and just skyrocket to the top they're trying to be more video focused, whereas they kind of started off more as a, a still photo yeah. sharing website. One interesting trend though that I've noticed is all these platforms that we just mentioned, they all have 
advertising as their primary reason of, of way of earning money. Yeah, Snapchat just started uh, a subscription model, and they already have a million subscribers that don't see ads anymore on their platform. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, would you pay? Uh, like you know, on Facebook and Instagram, would you pay to have like an ad-free experience? At this point, no, I don't care enough. Yeah. Um, I did pay for Twitter Blue, which was meant to reduce the amount of things that I see and give you a few extra features, but it's only like $3 a month or something like that. And I only did it for a month or two. I um, I subscribed to YouTube Premium. Right. Because for me, that was worth it because I do watch a lot of YouTube videos for work, but also like I, I, at home now, like that's another content platform for me. Yeah. Like if I'm between shows, I'll just pop onto YouTube and it kind of gets to know what I like and yep. I'm watching these videos and uh, the ads were getting a little annoying. Yes. Yeah. But that's kind of more long form content. I think about Facebook. I'm on Facebook a lot. Yeah. Cause I'm old. Um, <laughs> would I pay? I don't know. I, I gotta be honest. I kind of like the ads. You kind of like them. Yeah. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. That does sound weird. Yeah. But I don't know. It kind of gets me in touch with, from a local, you know what it is? It's the the hyper localized aspect of the ads for me because I find I find a lot of them are kind of relevant to what I might need. That's called targeted advertising. I know, I know, but it's like I, I like the hyper local aspect because recently I'm like, oh, I need to get a plumber. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? I I must have because <laughs> suddenly I'm getting all these plumber ads. But it, I I love the fact that you know those ads started showing up. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I, I do. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people that don't like that. No, I, I get it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't find them overly intrusive on, on Facebook. It's not because I can just quickly skim by them. Like on YouTube, I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. some of them you can, but a lot of times you're in there for five, 10 seconds. And I know that sounds like a short time frame, but if you're watching a lot of videos, that kind of yeah. adds up. Yeah. And on Instagram, you see a lot of ads for things you can buy and you're just scrolling sideways to look through all the different ads. Okay, we're going to have to take a break here on the App Show. When we come back, a little more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to listen to our sister program. It's called Get Connected. It's on every Saturday across the country. And it was a great show. I think we uh, talked about uh, VR, some really cool ways to meet and have meetings in virtual reality. Uh, And also Amazon getting into the TV show business with their Ring video doorbell footage kind of sounds dystopian a little like a crazy version of america's funniest funniest home videos yeah but using your own security cam footage it's it's kind of weird don't forget to also hit our website getconnectedmedia.com we got lots of great videos uh, up there and uh, also links to our youtube channel as well with all sorts of tech reviews how to's and so much more want to thank all the folks that helped put the program together of course john uh, my co-host and producer and uh, robin back in the studio We will see you again next time.